Warning, this episode contains foul language, discussions of death and reincarnation, and a few digs at organized religion. for all things strange and unusual, otherworldly and audacious, slimy yet sophisticated, and sometimes we even get extra. Today is part two of our extraterrestrial extravaganza. Last week we discussed why they would invade our planet and what the worst and best case scenarios would be. And this week we're wondering, are they already here? We're going to be looking at some theories as well as some first-hand accounts that suggest not only are they coming for us in our planet, but that the invasion has already begun. So, get out your tinfoil, grab your baby monitors, and if you live near a crop circle, you better head into the basement. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hi, weirdos. That was a science joke. I, <clears throat> I got it, I got it, I got Did it. Did you get it? Did I you catch it? it? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I I have to watch Signs tonight, I think. Well, Dude. well, no, no, Signs can be tonight. I was about to say we already have a movie scheduled, but that I'm sure will it's a different night because Joe is back in town, so I can't just steal your attention. But you can't just steal me away. <laughs> um we really need to watch They Live. Yeah, I know. Next week, next week I'll have a night for sure that I can watch They Live. So oh, ready. I'm so excited. I know. Joe and I watch Signs probably every year. Here's the thing that's amazing about Signs. I feel like I've already talked about this in the show. Maybe I shouldn't. No, I will. <laughs> the thing that's amazing about Signs is that it's not about aliens at all. It's I literally know. the signs. You know, some people are like, signs, like crops are. No, signs as in like signs from the universe like Mm -hmm. signs like look out for signs that god is real essentially important signs of telling you to like believe and keep doing what you're doing and it's Mm -hmm. like it's whatever you believe in that's kind of why it's genius because it's like whether you believe in god or whether you're just like oh there's a higher power but i don't know what it is like any any kind of belief like follow the signs look out for the signs and it's Mm -hmm. so smart I mean, it's so beautiful, I and it. and uh, I think it's such an interesting take because an alien invasion would cause most people who, say, are religious, would cause them to turn away from God, would right. send them in the opposite direction. But in, in signs, he it restores his faith. Yeah. Which um, I think he is had beautiful. lost his faith, but it, it restores it completely. It's such a beautiful story. Everyone should watch it and it just is. just ignore the shot of the alien. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't Just focus too much on that. I know we have our issues <laughs> with it, and it's like, yeah, we. I said it was a perfect movie in the last episode, and we had to go. Well, okay, it's not perfect, but it just it has so many beautiful moments, and it I really will does. say, the little like glimpses of the alien before we like Amazing. Got, like Terrifying. too deep. 
the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. So hold dear to that. (laughs) Yeah. Hold dear to Uh, those moments. And I know we talked about like some of the cast, but like here's the thing about Mel Gibson. Do I agree with him as a person? No. Do I think he's a piece of shit? Yes. Is he one of the best actors we've ever seen on TV? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's really talented, and that's probably his best performance. Um, he's so good in that. It's incredible, and Joaquin Phoenix is just... Yeah. There's, I mean, there's Anyways. nothing that I just like, yeah, Joaquin in, so no surprise there, but it's true. Mel Gibson, you, like, especially in Signs, you have to you have to let it go and enjoy the Gotta movie. Gotta give him props. Listen. It's great. Talent great is talent. Sometimes some of the worst people are the most talented. You're right. You're right. That's life. Uh, One thing I did want to touch on today is a little announcement. For those of you who follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you should know this already, but I have officially joined the Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast as a constant contributor. Yes, she did. Uh, Round of applause for Ashley Cassidy. It is (laughs) honestly like this has come way too late. No, I'm totally kidding. But it's like, of course. Of course, of course, this is Dude, the podcast. I was trying to get you. on that show since 2017, and it never worked out. And I finally got on, and they liked me so much they asked me to become a part of the show. So that fucking rules. No but surprise. I will be joining them once or twice a month over there to talk about Stephen King's books, movies based on his works, Stevie King news, and often some other spooky and uh, related topics. I will also be in Chicago next month over Labor Day weekend for the Stephen King Film Festival. It's called the Creep Show Film Festival. So if anyone wants to come meet me, you can get tickets straight from the Music Box Theater's website or hit up the link on my personal Instagram or their personal Instagram at the Losers Club Podcast. And um, I believe I'll cut this out if it's incorrect, but I believe I'm on the show this week. So hit them up wherever you get your favorite podcast and listen to us chat about some upcoming Stephen King projects. Also had to say the movies playing at the Creep Show Film Festival. Listen to this. The Shining, Mm. Dr. Sleep, 1408, Christine, Mm -hmm. Stand By Me, Misery. Perfect. Creep show. Okay, well. Creep show two. Killing me now. And Pet Cemetery two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You know I'll be in the front row for Pet Cemetery two. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was little. I I have not heard of a better Stephen King festival ever truly. in my life. Good lord, that is so truly, good. Truly. Amazing lineup. I'm so glad you're going. I am very excited. Hold on one second. I have to send this call to voicemail. Okay. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be a film festival. I know we're going to be recording a live episode. Um, There's going to be vendors. I'm sure there's going to be like surprise guests. Like it should be a lot of fun. So if you're around Chicago or if you can travel to Chicago and you want to come, you should. And I'll be there. So So will Handsome Joe. Yay, handsome Joe. Gosh, everybody, you got to head up to Chicago. You got to go to Chicago. Chicago. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. It's like it really is the podcast just meant for you. You are Stephen King's biggest fan, dare I say it. Well, and honestly, you know, it's such a good deal for me because – it's not something I have to be uh, producing or editing or anything. Right. I, I just have to kind of show up and talk. And obviously, you know, 
read a book every once in a while and watch a movie, <laughs> sure. but I can do that. Um, so it's not going to take a, not going to take me away from keep it weird and and uh, should be should be great. So That's very exciting. Last week I covered the idea that aliens may be abducting women and men in order to splice human DNA with alien DNA to make hybrid babies. Mm-hmm. In the cases I described, the children were never with the parents and did not grow up on Earth, at least not in our dimension. Insert X-Files music here. (laughs) Well, there are other theories that suggest that there are plenty of aliens living on Earth among the rest of us as we speak. They're just here already and we have to face facts. They're already here. You don't even know it. It's your neighbor who seems a little off, like you've just (laughs) been missing it this whole time. Well, in my case today, I'm actually talking about a theory that is super fascinating and very optimistic, actually. And yeah, I'm talking about earthbound aliens that are called starseeds. Yes. Most of what we know about starseeds come from the accounts of mediums and seers who have claimed to connect with the Akashic records. The what? You may be thinking. (laughs) So this is sort of... um, a kind of booming thing recently i didn't hear about the akashic records till like two years ago and i swear to god i hear about them all the time now so the akashic records are believed to be a record of everything and i do mean everything every thought word and action of every living being in the universe in all times past present and future The name Akashic Records comes from Tibetan monks who said that the records can be found in the Akasha, the Sanskrit word for astral light. And uh, it's essentially, you know, the fifth element of space, the fabric of reality from which all other elements emerge. It's even mentioned in the Bible, the Book of Life, which is referenced multiple times, the first time being in the book of Exodus. Of course, the scripture claims that this record is kept in heaven, and it's what is used to judge our souls. You know, St. Peter and the pearly gates, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's looking through the book and being like, mm, nope. Well, I didn't, didn't like do what good you enough. did on that yeah, Tuesday, exactly. so I uh, can't let you <laughs> <laughs> But almost all other spirituality believes that there is no judgment attached to these records. It simply is the truth. Also... Here's a callback to our YouTube special. Edgar Casey claimed that the information he was able to access while under hypnosis was just a storehouse of information in a non-physical plane of existence. The Akashic Records. Man. It's also what a lot of um, channelers and mediums and things where they say that they, they get their information as well. Right. So according to channelers and mediums, starseeds are advanced spiritual beings from other planets and realms who possess spiritual and scientific knowledge that date back hundreds of thousands of years. And most mediums agree that starseeds are basically souls from other planets who incarnated on Earth to inspire and heal human beings and to sort of help Earth's evolution along. Which, like, thank you. We need you here, so please stick around. And then some believe in a more physical form. The starseeds are physical descendants of aliens from other worlds who traveled to Earth and impregnated a woman. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth, ever heard of him? Yeah, that sounds like a familiar (laughs) story. Was it the Virgin Mary? Was it the Virgin? (laughs) Who bore the alien? Yes. (laughs) We've been there. Now... 
you would not know a starseed just by looking at them or even talking to them. In fact, I would actually be skeptical of anyone calling themselves a starseed. But oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it was like I. I think that's an immediate red flag if somebody yeah. says they are a starseed. I think that you can. I'm going to go over like traits of starseeds. So I definitely think that you could look at yourself and be like, "Oh, I I possess some of these traits." But people sure. that are like, "I am a starseed. I am from Venus." I'm like, "Okay, well, I yeah. mean, maybe worship me now." <laughs> Here's the thing: I didn't believe in mediums either until I met a couple of them. Lord, seriously. And so, what's so funny is when, as you're saying star seeds, I think of Caitlin who came on our Aliens episode last season and she- She's a star seed. She briefly touched on star seeds, <laughs> never claimed to be one. I think just mentioned them and was like, isn't that funny? That's a thing. And I was like, you are one. So anyway, yeah. I just, it is so funny, but continue. Basically, all living things have a unique purpose. We all have different skills and talents and we're all here for a reason. And I think everyone, no matter what your religious beliefs, can agree with that. Even as an atheist, it would make sense scientifically that there needs to be a balance for survival. People that Mm -hmm. are good at gathering, people that are good at hunting, people that are lazy, people that aren't. Like, there has to be some sort of balance to make it work. But anyway, star seeds don't all work in a certain area. They're not all in politics. They aren't all healers. They can be teachers, factory workers, artists, accountants. They can suffer from depression. They can be in prison. They can, they're as different as any of us are to each other. Mm-hmm. But they are more emotionally intelligent and empathetic, which is a callback to what I was saying last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Those are the people that would be perfect for yeah. this for this strength, for this ability to be a starseed. We want those empaths. They possess a keen intuition and seem to have a more expanded collective consciousness. They are probably very drawn to spirituality and have an urge to bring people into a higher vibration. In fact, most seers and mediums are probably starseeds, if you, you know, believe in starseeds. Mm-hmm. And even aliens. Aliens have been reported as communicating telepathically in almost all recounted abduction stories. And if you believe in, you know, the CE5 meditations, which are Dr. Stephen Greer's um, close encounter of the fifth kind, uh, basically his calls summoning UFOs via meditation, that's a form of telepathic or psychic communication as well. There are a lot of famous people who are believed to be star seeds, and obviously this makes it seem like star seeds end up in a specific profession, but it's just that they're famous, and there are only a few ways to become famous, at least before the internet was born. <laughs> There's only like five ways to become famous. Uh, David Bowie, for example, he often mm-hmm. spoke about how he didn't feel like he was from Earth. He was also a very open and empathetic person who was able to touch millions of lives. He also kind of seemed like an alien. He did sort of seem like you an alien. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to believe that anybody is a starseed <laughs> yeah. or an alien of any kind. It is David Bowie, 1,000%. You don't have to convince me too much. Carl Jung, who gave us uh, dream analysis, the concept of introversion and extroversion, theories on collective unconsciousness, synchronicity, and of course he believed in aliens. Of course. No surprise. He helped millions, perhaps billions at this point, of people understand themselves and come to terms with some of the darkest parts of their souls. Some of his own patients helped to found Alcoholics Anonymous, which, of course, has helped an incalculable amount of people throughout its short history. He was a very spiritual man and a very spiritual scientist. 
Martin Luther King Jr., obviously, who was the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, you can look at people like this and say, Bowie, really? Didn't he date a teenager? Martin Luther King Jr., really? Didn't he cheat on his wife? Carl Jung, really? Didn't he? Blah, 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 blah. They're not angels. Right. The the whole point of the idea of starseeds is that no one is perfect, not humans, not aliens, not gods. They're trying to help humanity. They're trying to give us the yeah. tools to move forward, which is what all of these people have done. Angels. Doesn't mean they're perfect. Yeah. yeah. And if it were if we're believing in kind of like a hybrid view, it's like remember that they're part human and yeah. humans, and humans are, are the worst. So truly, yeah, like give them our a faults break. are are Uh, massive yes but you know we all have faults uh we all give in to temptations it's all a part of the experience of life if you are lucky enough to have it which you and i Mm -hmm. and everyone listening to this right now are i think that that's also a purpose of star seeds just to enhance the human experience to make people around them feel you know grateful to be alive and experiencing life whether that's a teacher or a spiritual leader or a romantic partner a daughter i think the idea of star seeds is really wonderful i love it i really love it and uh, you can look at it from any sort of way you could look at it from if you wanted to look at it in like a scientific way as opposed to a spiritual way, you know, they're just the people that are trying to progress in in the right direction. But I also feel like, again, part human, mm-hmm. so flawed for sure. Right. Yes. I think that you could also categorize people like like cult leaders as star seeds oh, wow. who went the wrong way. Interesting. Because they are incredibly influential. They are incredibly uh, inspirational. They're changing people's minds, but mm-hmm. not necessarily in a in a great way yeah. that's doing good things for the world. That is so true. So you starseeds could be negative mm-hmm. if the human flaws take over too much, you think? Well, I mean, the idea of starseeds is not necessarily it, – it's that – It's that your soul is the alien, is that... Gotcha, okay. Souls incarnate from all over the universe, Um, and you don't always incarnate on Earth. You incarnate in other dimensions, you incarnate in other worlds, in other... And, like, there's different densities to the world. Like, there's all these theories that, like... Or maybe not theory. Well, I guess you can call them theories. There's all these ideas that um, Earth is a place that... that, uh, souls are dying to incarnate on because you know obviously we're all sitting here like really <laughs> uh, <laughs> earth are we sure but i i actually sure about this place i talked to joe about this the other day and it's the very first time he's ever thought about this and thought about it this way and he was like oh wow yeah i would i would incarnate again on earth because i i said to him we were sitting on the couch and we were laughing really hard together making fun of something on tv And uh, I just felt like an overwhelming feeling of love and like happiness. And I said to him, I said, you know, a lot of people believe, I I said, you know, how do you feel about reincarnation and like reincarnating back on earth and like choosing to come back here? And he was like, it's such bullshit. Like, there's no way I would ever choose to do this again. It's too Mm -hmm. hard. You know, it's too hard. And I said, well, what if we passed 
and there is life after death and we're souls and we can feel each other and we know that you know we're together and we we can feel each other's energy but we can't do this we can't like laugh on the couch and and Mm. and spend this time together i said would you reincarnate on earth to do that again and he said yeah Mm. i love that I think especially if it's true, if we do move on to this other place and we are just energy and we are all knowing and all, you know, like we can feel all the feelings and everything, but you can't laugh. Right. Like you can feel joy, I guess, but like you can't like You would maybe feel like a euphoric haze of like everything's perfect and I'm in paradise in this other realm, but you wouldn't be able to eat a delicious food Mm -hmm. that just tickles your tummy in the right way. And yeah, like that belly laugh where mm-hmm. you can't even breathe like yeah. i would give anything to experience that again yeah. you know if i if i lost my life and went on to this other realm i'd say all i want to do is go back and belly laugh and yeah. like feel that joy that is so that is such a good thought and is the you know is all the stress and all the pain and all the worry and all the grief is it worth that and i think it is I think, I think it is too. That absolutely your mind would be changed after you lost that. Yeah. That you would be like, oh yeah, I would do it again. And man, what a great way to like get through life, honestly, True. which is why it's like maybe I just need a star seed in my life to tell me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I, it is so good. And honestly, like the timing of this is funny because I sort of had that revelation not as deep as Joe's and I kind of love that you just told me that because it's absolutely how I feel and I kind of needed like you two to have that conversation to put into words but I feel like life lately has just been like kicking us down I mean yeah like our our country as a whole our world as a whole and it like the news itself but then also like in our personal lives we've been going through some stuff it's like Alex Wilder and I are fine but stuff with our families and friends whatever but then we went to one of our absolute like best friends weddings this past weekend and we haven't even seen this friend in a while because he's been so busy and like him and his fiance were planning and traveling whatever we went to the wedding it was a reunion of so many friends we hadn't seen in a long time plus celebrating these people we cared about and we kept just looking at each other throughout the night while we were dancing and like laughing hysterically, drinking, like acting like idiots and having those moments of like, this is living. Like this is why you do it. It's why you put up with the bullshit because look at us now. Like we're both smiling bigger than we ever had. We looked like clowns the way we were laughing and like, it was just, it was one of the first weekends where I had just experienced pure joy in so long. And I think It makes it all worth it. It does. And I think that, you know, life gets really hard in those in-between times when you don't have moments of pure joy. It's kind of like what I said in that depression, in the episode, Understanding Depression, where it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. just remember, remember the little things, like remember how fucking good it feels to read a good book. Right. Or like, you yeah. know, watch a movie in the theater that blows your mind or, you know, tell, stay up all night talking to someone for the first time. Like, right. there's so many things that keep us going and you just kind of have to find going, those yeah. things that keep you going. Those pockets. 
Yeah. And it's like, again, as we, I feel like we've said this in both episodes, like never perfect, but man, it really just, it is the reason that you keep on flowing and going because it's nothing like those feelings. So yeah. Yeah. What an interesting thought and conversation. I love that you guys had that. Yeah. But yeah, star seeds are, are souls that incarnate that are predominantly extraterrestrial that mm. are specifically sent to Earth to incarnate here to help guide people and to help bring people to their best self and their highest vibration. And the thing about star seeds is that you don't know you're – I could be a star seed. You don't know you're a right. star seed. You're mm. just that kind of person. Like I would say like Robin totally. Williams was a star seed where it's like they oh, just gosh. they just touch so many people. And it doesn't have to be someone famous. It could just be that person in your hometown who, like, you. anytime someone runs into them, they have a good time. Like, it's just right. certain people that, like, kind of make it uh, bearable here. Right. Bringing out the best in you, making yeah. you smile. It's like they give you that breather from the reality. Yeah, yeah. There's also people that go to, like, the crazy extreme who are, like, they're incarnated here. They know they are aliens. And then it's like, I mean, sure. I guess. I mean, it maybe. I don't know. It's a spectrum. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you fall? Of course, uh, um, yeah. that's one theory about aliens on Earth. Another theory is that they're hiding in a different place. Ugh, Lord. <laughs> Just, it's so funny that this is what I'm talking about because everybody knows how I feel about the ocean, about the ocean deep, or really any body of water. But um, especially the ocean, now starting not to like lakes as much either because they, I feel like they're just getting like a darker color of green and I'm not here for yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, can I see through it? No? Okay. Well, No, pass. that I'm out. Yeah. Well, give me a swimming pool with like the best chlorine dilution that has ever existed <laughs> because I, I need to be able to see. But I mean, it this is a this is a big theory. I mean, I make my jokes about the water. It it does terrify me, but this I mean even more terrifies me. But actually, I really really believe it. Um, it is a big big theory and belief that aliens have just been in the ocean this entire time and it's like i'm about to get to some just kind of fun facts about ufo sightings and the ocean in general because we've sort of touched on it but like if you really line up every sighting and everything that we know and everything that was not dismissed by the pentagon it's actually kind of crazy yeah. so i'm going to get to that in a second of why it really seems so believable but also just the fact that there is so much of the ocean we haven't explored, so there's mm -hmm. so much that we don't know. It's a good hiding spot. And it's a really good hiding spot. It's so hard to get that deep, but also the different kinds of species that we keep discovering and that keep popping up, it's like, listen, I know they're just movies, but this looks like what I saw in the latest blockbuster film in the theater. <laughs> like, if it's going to be an alien, it's going to be this weird light-up fish. So I just... The things that could be living down in the deep depths of the ocean and even going along with, like, whatever. We can sound like conspiracy theorists, sure, when we're talking about UFOs in the ocean. But, like, even scientists saying that what they're starting to discover by, like, the vents of the ocean, which we've touched on the show, it's, like, nothing they've ever seen before. And, you know, the different temperatures that they can find, it's, like, something is going on in the ocean. And I... I think if we're going to sit here and talk about aliens already existing and possibly just looking over our shoulder, the ocean 
really could be the spot. It's so the ticket. It's the ticket. So I just wanted to kind of get into these lists, this list, this list of facts and data that has come from officially confirmed UFO sightings. It's kind of a combo of experts, but also UFO enthusiasts and, you know, just like opinions that have come forward all collected together with actual UFO sightings. But like, they're not disputed, but, you know, we don't know everything about them. But UFOs. I just want to start with the blanket statement of there is a good chance that UFOs could come from underwater bases. So anything that you've been imagining of like a spacecraft is coming and landing on planet Earth, it's coming from the sky, this flying saucer, whatever you want to call it. It's like, no, there are actually so many times we don't even see where it came from. And there are some sightings that say it came kind of up from like the quote-unquote ground or if they were next to a body of water it looked like it came straight out of that body of water out of the ocean did some loops and then possibly went back into the ocean there are overhead pictures of the ocean that cannot be explained that look sort of like a flying saucer-esque thing is existing below the water or you know we've seen things move really fast There is no reason that we need to believe things are coming from outer space or the stars, as we've always said it. It's like, where are they coming from? We see them, we film them for a second, maybe, or we sit there with our jaw on the floor. They could absolutely be coming from the ocean. And what I'm about to say are all sightings that have been confirmed by the Navy or the Pentagon, and they have occurred near the sea. Mm -hmm. So most confirmed foreign cases, I mean, foreign to us here in the U.S., have all, pretty much every case has happened near a body of water Mm -hmm. and usually kind of in like similar locations each time. A really big one, and obviously this is like, they're technically a part of the United States, but like in Puerto Rico, the Aguadilla UFO in 2013 Mm -hmm. by the airport, like there have been a couple of things that have happened in that area. And it is believed by pretty much every eyewitness that the UFO, you know, disappeared into the ocean. It came from the ocean. It returned there. All caught on video by a flight crew from the airport that was being monitored by the object. Some say, oh, maybe it was just a plane. It kind of had the same path as this United flight that had to circle the airport a few times. But no, the speed in which this object came and went, it doesn't match up to that. So all of these theories have come out. Maybe it was this, like, Navy thing that, like, a drone that was going around. There have been no. all these theories thrown out. But none of it matches up with the speed at which, is, which this object was flying and the way that it, like, took a dive into a body of water. So that is a huge one. And then, like, since then, there have been sightings in that area. And it just, it doesn't make sense. So on top of the weird, mysterious cases around the world that, like, have these hot spots where they appear, there are numerous claims that UFOs can maneuver and move with equal speed and ease in the air and underwater, Mm -hmm. which is just not something that exists that we know about in this world. I feel like we even said that in the last episode where it's like, you can only be in denial for so long, but we don't have the technology to move anything the way that these objects are moving that they're going quickly through the air and they move at that exact same pace the moment they enter the water we don't we don't have that so that is something huge and then another pentagon employee one of many who has come forward 
had a serious claim that UFOs have previously disabled America's nuclear weapons, as we've talked about before, trying to keep us from harming our planet so they could, I don't know, maybe take it over one day. We're not saying yes or no, but possible. Um, Who was able to do that? And, like, we have people who have monitored UFOs constantly and say that we have monitored them enough to, you know, try and figure out what they are when they enter our airspace or whatever we're detecting in the water. They are moving 11,000 miles per hour even when they're underwater. Okay. Even. Even when they are underwater. This is somebody who worked for the Pentagon. His name was uh, either Luis, Luis Elizondo, um, said... We have been monitoring UFOs, and this is a speed that we have never seen before. And all we can do is, you know, speculate and do the best we can with it. But it is nothing that we have ever seen before. And how are they disabling weapons? How is this happening? So, like, we have seen some videos that the U.S. Navy has released. And, you know, they've been published over and over again. The oldest of these videos included what was called the Tic-Tac-Toe UFO, which was captured just by... just the Tic-Tac. What? I think it was just a tic tac. That's what I. What did I say? You said tic tac toe UFO. Did I really? Uh, which was really adorable, I and I know this because you teach children and you have a child. That is so funny. You kept saying like it's just tic tac, and I was like, "What is she talking about?" Of course, it's just tic tac. That's what I said. That is so hilarious that I said tic tac toe. Don't even edit it out. I'm not just gonna. like let let our listeners understand. Oh, that is so funny that I didn't even notice. It's automatic. I know. <laughs> when you're a mother. Okay, <laughs> you're like, it's fine. Or there's the Mary Had a Little Lamb craft. <laughs> <laughs> that there's the Baba the Black Atlantic. Sheep incident from 1997 <laughs> that we really need to talk about. Like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. All right. Okay. <laughs> the oldest of these videos <laughs> The Navy has shown us, including the Tic Tac UFO good gravy, (laughs) captured by uh, one of the commanders who was a fighter pilot. He and another pilot who participated in the encounter in chase, I'm sure some of you have heard of this, so I'm sorry, but for those of you who haven't, um, they first noticed how the water in an area of the ocean was boiling up as if there was a passing object under it when they were observing, and it's like what is doing that what what could be happening and there is a theory that it could have been a submarine it was dismissed long ago there were none in the region that day and it wouldn't have made the water like quite to this to this level that they were seeing so um the pilots believe that the tic-tac ufo was observing the boiling water as if it was also going to descend in that direction. So the boiling water happened and it was sort of like, okay, now we're seeing that this object above was looking for where it's supposed to land, where it's supposed to go. So that was even weirder of like, was there this kind of communication going on of looking where it's supposed to land in the water? Um, Another crazy case in the 1990s when a Navy member was on a mission to recover a torpedo from the ocean surface. His team was sent with a helicopter, but then they saw something wild. The torpedo was sucked into the depths of the ocean by a mysterious dark object Mm -hmm. that appeared underwater and was spotted by the pilot of the helicopter. It was not a submarine, but something that has not been explained to this date. This happened in the 90s. The pilot saw it, like, swears again and again. I know what I saw. 
There were no submarines in the area detected. Nothing can explain what went on, but it was just sucked down, like never seen again. Nobody has any idea. (laughs) We've just had to let it go. Oh, the ocean. It's just wild. But, um, and that... I should also say, not all UFO sightings occur near water. If any of of you are sitting out there saying, like, yes, Lauren, this is all wild, but you know they've been seen in other random places, yes. But confirmed by officials, I mean, the people that we're supposed to trust, obviously, you know, our (laughs) government isn't perfect, like the Navy, the Pentagon, maybe we're, of course, we're allowed to question them and not have full trust. But it is still crazy that we're getting this information from officials that we thought were going to sweep everything under the rug for the entirety yeah. of our well, lives. Well, that, yeah, are, did for most of their careers. And did. Yeah. Absolutely did until just recently. We are getting the confirmation that these things happened and that we are still trying to figure out why. And that is why the ocean is worth mentioning. Of course, UFOs appear other places. But... Again, we've only explored a fraction of the global ocean. We should consider that UFOs could be coming and going to these underwater bases and that possible alien life has been here all along and that has kind of been the portal that is sending them back and forth as they go and do whatever they need to do. And it really is the most secure place. It's the smartest place. Mm -hmm. I think of like what we were talking about in part one of this series where you know, we're going over different theories of ways we could experience alien invasions. And Ashley, you would keep saying, honestly, this is the smartest way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, we can't go also, there. <laughs> it feels so <laughs> genius because well. we can't go there. We can't we get to where they're can't going. can't get to where you're going. We're trying. We're trying to get the technology. We're getting deeper and deeper, you know, every once in a while. But like, gosh, is it taking a long ass time? So they like this is so genius. You should be in the depths of the ocean. And there are no doubts that these UFOs are, you know, something not of this Earth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nothing that we know anywhere here on planet Earth. We yeah. we haven't seen this technology of what is being seen. So, like, all we can call it is extraterrestrial. Whether they are different, you know, species, we have no idea, obviously. Part of me thinks they're all connected in some way. They happen all over the world, and they all seem to be similar enough that I like to believe they're all connected. But, again, that's where you can kind of go wild with the theories and believe whatever you want. But... These objects are being seen. Are we being observed? Are they just kind of like using this as travel and saying F you to humans and they don't need us at all? Like, I don't know. I Is it an alliance? I have no clue. I said that in um, one of our episodes with Caitlin D, the greatest discotheque in the universe, because yes. the whole time we're like, oh, Earth, so special. We're so special. Like, it literally... When people think about like, oh, underwater bases, they think of like a base in terms of like what humans would build. But what if it's a matter of a black hole located in our oceans that when you go through it, you get to another dimension where there's a really cool party going on? Like we are so out of the loop (laughs) that like our brains can only they can only like bend so much to think about why they're here that the yeah. reason it's it's Joe's analogy about ants next to a highway. Like yes. ants building oh an gosh. anthill next to a highway. They have no fucking idea 
what a highway mm. is, what a vehicle, what a car is, what people are. No. They don't know what podcasts are. They don't know, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So like just tiny just, little creatures walking next to this huge network connecting everybody. Yeah. We couldn't possibly, even if they told us, we might not even be we able to comprehend it. it. Like if I tried to tell totally. Frankie, like, I'm recording a podcast. She'd be like, She's just like start <laughs> from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like start from the beginning start of time. Over, What's radio? Totally. Like how does this work? You know what I mean? Like it's so beyond our comprehension. Yeah, we can't even wrap our heads around what's happening. So we're just assuming, well, they want exactly what we have yeah. when really it's like we're just passing we through what you happen to have this idea. little portal over here. Yeah. yeah. And also there there was an interesting thing I was uh, reading recently about there's a couple trenches, which trenches mm-hmm. in the ocean are absolutely insane. insane in so many ways. This trench, for example... You can't even explore it because Mm -hmm. the electromagnetic pulses Mm -hmm. coming off of this thing, you can't have any communication devices. So like if if you're, say, scuba diving and you're communicating with the boat above, you can't communicate with them because the electromagnetic force pushes all of that out. So you can't use a compass... So you can't see where you're going. You have no idea what you're, what direction you're swimming in. So you can't. You can't send a drone down there because it literally no. won't work. How are you going to control it? It doesn't work. So there are literal trenches near our shores that we can't even explore. And if all of that EMF is coming out of this small area, and I'm talking like crazy amounts Mm-hmm. How do we know that there's not a black hole there? People always assume, totally. like I said, you know, a base. So they think like army base. But it could be exactly. anything. Could be portals. Could be, you know, we talked about in another alien episode, Stargates. Yep. The Bermuda Triangle. I, I feel like it's a Stargate, yeah. honestly. Yeah, we just... It's like we won't know because, again, we can't explore it. Like we don't have the ability to. Mm -hmm. But that is what is wild is then like obviously the fun part for people like Ashley and myself is that we get to sit here and speculate and come up with these. Yeah, it's so fun to come up with the theories. It's fun to believe always. That's what's fun about it is that like if it is just this portal and everything isn't connected, which is Mm -hmm. kind of like my head goes there automatically. I just am sort of like, yeah, every time we see this, it's like the same alien race that's connected but what if it's Mm, like totally different civilizations and we just are we're the way we're the gateway it's how they're traveling and it could be all these different types of you know all these different species that are just traveling through here and we just haven't happened to be spotting them every now and then what if it is an alien alliance and they all have agreed to pass peacefully through here we just we have no clue. There is so much opportunity there. But all all that we do know with all of the theories and, you know, the questions that we have is it is nothing of this world that yeah. we humans live on and something is going on. But I think the oceans have the answer. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of secrets in there. Gosh, too many scary, horrifying secrets. And that's why you just don't fucking go in there. Like, just leave them alone. The whales, the squids, all the little fishies, they just want some time to themselves. They just want some time. to. They just need time to reflect. They need some time to reflect on their lives. 
know, but we think just about what they've done. <laughs> oh gosh, I just I don't feel like we are meant to be in there and explore. We're not. Like, we are Stay in their it. space. Um, so one thing we do have to consider when we think about like maybe extraterrestrials are already here is like I was saying earlier, how the hell would we even know what to look for? You know, we've already discussed the idea of ourselves being from the stars, but what if an alien race is here on our planet and we don't even know it because we can't see them? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I do mean in a sense that they are invisible in some way. Sure. Uh But Uh they could be microscopic creatures. They could have started as microscopic creatures mated with an earth species and created something we all know about and i know that i've already talked about this but venus flytraps oh my gosh i don't know how you explain those as anything else but an alien (laughs) venus flytraps only occur naturally within a 75 mile radius around wilmington north carolina i'm sorry let me correct myself they only occur naturally within a 75 mile radius of a meteor crater in wilmington north carolina like how is this Let's not a bigger deal it. meteor crater <laughs> did everybody hear that thank you this strange carnivorous plant that has never grown naturally anywhere else on our planet grew here and only here and the United States is only home of five carnivorous. The United States is only the home of five carnivorous plants, and all four of the others can only be found in the Big Thicket National Preserve in Texas. So, what the fuck are Venus flytraps? I know we can see their DNA and we can see that they're completely from Earth, but how do we know that? How? Yeah, I still Prove just it. don't believe it because if they are only here and also we have the whole, you know, meteor moment going on, mm-hmm. like I just, there has to be more to it. We can't just all be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That yeah, that's fine. Here. That just also, happened. Like, what the fuck? Like North Carolina is not this place that is just like, yeah, everything's yeah. exotic and wild. <laughs> yeah. and, like, no, we have so we many exotic species. <laughs> that is, it just feels so out of place. It's wild. And then what if it's not biological at all? What if it's gaseous? A sentient gas that can go from a gaseous state to a solid state, possibly even the crafts that we see, especially the ones that just look like moving lights. You know what I mean? What if they aren't crafts? They're just the extraterrestrials themselves. Oh, we're just seeing the traveling and we're just seeing by. them fly They're by waving mm, and we're maybe like, what is that they could shit? be trying to communicate with i mean the thing is is there there are, we have gas that emits light fluorescent lamps neon signs right. and electric current gets passed through this gas and the gas admi- emits light so what if when we are seeing them is when an electric current is being passed through them you right you right you right that would make sense that we didn't realize they were here because we're just like hey what is that Hey, what's that weird light up anyway, thing over there? Yeah. 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 I don't hate that at all. And that is so, so true where it's like, yeah, we're just calling everything a UFO. And like, what if it, what if when it's just like a little light up moment, that is. That's just that. Alien. Yeah. Just like blinking at us. And then oh on a non-biological point, what if they're an artificial intelligence? What if they're oh, hiding uh-huh. in our internet or surfing on our 5G? Like, could that be possible? Yep. It doesn't exist yeah. yet on Earth, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist anywhere in the universe. Totally. 
And when we look to other planets and other parts of the universe and we're looking for quote unquote life, we're looking for biological traces of life. But there is definitely a future in which our very own life on Earth looks completely different. When we do create true artificial intelligence and there may come a day when it becomes self-aware and figures out that it can live without the biological creatures that created it, what would stop them? I think there's a very real chance that could happen, probably not in our lifetime, but like I I absolutely believe that. And there are scientists out there who believe it. So, yeah. They don't need resources, not like we do Uh -uh. anyway. And, you know, they would need energy sources, but that should be pretty easy to take care of without pesky humans in the way. So (laughs) who's to say there isn't a nearby planet that would be unable to support biological life, but absolutely could support artificial life. So how do we look for them? How do we know them when we see them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different ways that aliens could be here already. Already, and they're just hanging out among us. They don't, they might not have, they live here too. You know what I mean? Like it could be like, this is just, they don't even look at us like they're trying to figure us out. They just, they just exist here. They're just living here. And this is their planet as well. (laughs) Like we're living here. Don't you give me that I, like I, I live here. I pay my taxes. (laughs) Yeah, I pay my taxes. That's my taxes true, that's, the, that's the true motivation for the United States government. They're like, we have to get to the bottom of this UFO thing because if they're not paying taxes. If they're not if they paying their share, on get this them the planet, hell out of here. And they aren't paying I mean, their taxes. It's so true. There are so many theories that we even like talked about in the first episode of like what it's going to be like when we actually make contact or, you know, when we have somebody come to Earth. But honestly, the more I read about the ocean, I kind of just think they're hanging out, they're here. And maybe we sort of like what you just said, maybe we're making a bigger deal out of it than needs to be made. Like maybe they're either truly just traveling, passing by, or they are living here. And they're just like, yeah, we're here. Look the other way. We're doing our thing. I'm swimming around with little electric eel in the ocean. And you don't have to have any questions. Or it's Steve at work in the cubicle next to you. I don't know, but just let them be. Maybe they're just hanging. Yeah, maybe we should focus on fixing our own shit. Our own issues and flaws and many, many problems. I watched a TikTok today of a guy, like, somebody said... Like, monkeypox has just been, like, escalated to an emergency situation, and we are officially in a recession. It was one of those stitches where, like, a girl was saying that, and then it flashed to a guy in his bed with, like, bloodshot eyes. He had clearly been crying, and he goes, you know what? Just enough. Can you, can you stop? Can you just quit it? And I was like, oh, gosh, I relate to that so well. I'm just like, can we, can we catch a break? Just one day. <laughs> Could we have a minute? I know. One minute I was, being I, left I alone. I saw a TikTok the other day, not to make this a TikTok conversation, but <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day of this guy. It was like, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl. It was a stitch. So I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl initially, uh, a fitness person being like, you actually shouldn't drink cold water. You should drink warm water if you want to burn yes. more. And this guy was like, can I just, I can't even put ice in my water it's a hot summer day let me put let ice me in the water. live 
I know. Just Jesus let us live. Christ. The bad news just keeps on just keeps coming. on coming. Anyways, that's all the time we have this week for keeping. Wait, it weird. Oh, what? I was actually gonna say really quick before yeah. we wrap up, but I wanted to read like some predictions of alien invasions from both psychics and Dude, one yeah. trusting. Yeah scientific voice as well i just thought it was interesting so i think you talked about what's her i never know if i'm pronouncing it right baba vanga vanga mm, right i don't know the there's been some babas in our conversation well there's baba so yaga Ostville. yes i mean <laughs> obvi but i thought you talked about another baba i mean maybe <laughs> we've talked about it a lot okay, okay? I know. Okay, so Baba Vanga Vanga, she was this medium psychic that like grew well into her old age. I think she lived to be over 100. But before her death, she predicted that the end of 2022, y'all, aliens would 100% invade Earth. They would send an asteroid to look for life on our planet, and the result would not be good for humans, emphasizing that the aliens will not come in peace, and they will attack the Earth, not bombing every city, but bombing bigger cities and taking people prisoner. Vanga has correctly predicted other world events in the past, including 9-11, the 2004 tsunami, and the election of Barack Obama. She has been incorrect about some predictions, one including that Donald Trump was going to contract a mysterious illness a few years ago. So if that brings you any comfort, she could be totally wrong. Well, but she we did say don't this. know for sure that he doesn't have a mysterious illness. I mean, you said it. Okay, then we have our favorite, Yuri Geller. Love him. We talk about him all the time. We're obsessed with him. The 75-year-old psychic recently announced on his Instagram, I think it was actually just He's last alive? month. He's alive? Yes. What? <laughs> I fucking know. Wait, is he not? I own the book on Yuri Geller. Did not know he was still alive. Assumed he was dead. Wait. Well, now we have to check I assumed it. What he if was this dead. website lied to me? No, I mean, listen, he's... Oh my gosh. Well, okay, we're going to have to fact check this before this episode is released. I also just incorrectly said on his Instagram, I think it was just posted on a science yeah, Instagram. He's alive. Like, okay, Yuri Geller. And does he have an Instagram? Because <laughs> I was like, who got this information? <laughs> it was it was on Instagram from like a science posted thing that said, a, uh, that was quoting Yuri Geller saying, a team studying radio waves in the universe has discovered something unusual that produces a giant burst of energy three times an hour, and this is like anything astronomers have ever seen before. So I have no doubt that this is due to alien intelligence vastly superior to ours, so we need to start deciphering their messages. They are preparing us for a mass landing very soon. That is his latest prediction. He's made many before. We talk about him all the time. He seems to, you know, kind of have the inside scoop with our universe. Um, He really thinks that they are going to land here, and he is of the belief that it may not be peaceful as well, which is why I get so worked up, because everybody seems to be saying that. Um, But he thinks it will happen in the next 60 to 75 years, if he had to guess. Then there is Nick Pope, a British freelance journalist who once served in the UK Ministry of Defense as a UFO researcher. Definitely a weirdo like us. Love it. Um, And speaking about aliens said, if we do find aliens or they find us, the world will absolutely change forever. And then at the Royal Society in London, where issues related to 
extraterrestrial life were discussed, Nick Pope was quoted as saying, if we find extraterrestrial life, and this is more than collecting a signal or looking for alien microbes, will they be friendly or will they come here to destroy us? And everybody within the Royal Society was divided. You know, arguments came forward, a lot of debating, but Pope, Nick Pope went on to say, listen, my... My two senses, if the space phone rings, we should not answer. It is too late. We have been a detectable civilization for decades with our television and radio signals leaked into space. So I think anyone has the capability of threatening us and they already know all about us. Yeah. So that was his two cents. Mm -hmm. And then last, I will end with Stephen Hawking. Oh, yeah. The late English physicist. We all know and love him and cosmologist. Um. In an interview with Discovery Channel, um, he said that contact with aliens cannot lead to a positive result for people, saying such advanced aliens will probably become nomads seeking to conquer and colonize any planets they can reach. Who knows what the limits will be? And in 2016, he also was kind of talking about that idea, saying, if the aliens visit us, the result will be the same as when Columbus landed in America. And I, it's so funny, because as soon as he said colonize, I was like, wait. Um, which turned wait, that's out... that's us. Wait, we did that. Um, it turned out not to be good for the Native Americans. Yeah. So what do you think it's going to be like for us? And yeah, I just wanted to throw those out there, because there are people who are talking about what would happen if we... If we did make that contact, and none of it seems great. No, no, no one has any uh, good news for us. I mean, the way I always think about it is I think about the way, uh, you know, obviously serial killers will torture cats and dogs and and Republicans will shoot elephants. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. we do have a capacity to think of ourselves as higher uh beings than animals mm-hmm. but i just think about like bugs how easy it is for me to squish a bug and yep. you can sit there and go well they you know they're dumb they live for 24 hours they don't have brains they whatever they still feel pain mm-hmm. they still yeah. feel it doesn't mean it didn't hurt them pain. when they stepped on them so yeah. the fact that I, an extraordinarily empathetic person can so easily go meh and squash a bug Mm-hmm. And think about a being who considers themselves, even if they're not actually higher intellect or higher beings, consider themselves to be more important or higher beings. How easy it will be for them to squish us like bugs. Yep, 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 yep. Listen, that is I so mean, true. Think about like <sighs> what would happen if we found a planet that was inhabited by creatures yeah that we couldn't understand so we just assume they are monsters and we're like let's shoot them let's definitely kill like starship troopers going all around the planet fucking it's like an it's an i am legend scenario you're going around killing all these things you never stop to think like hey um maybe i shouldn't do this because this isn't my home. Like I just showed up right. here. I'm at their place. I'm what the am I bad doing to guy. Their environment? But right. we can't see it that way because we are we are God's chosen ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are who we are, flaws and all, Ashley. God, goodness, it's a fucking mess. Goodness me. Well, it is. I hope we make it. And. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope we do too. Maybe all of this bad stuff will happen after we've passed when we're, you know, we died cozily in our beds at the age of 98. Yeah. Oh, God. Do not let me live to 98. That sounds like oh, a nightmare. True. I don't know if I want to get past my 70s. Seriously. Anyway, go ahead. No, that, uh, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Please tune in next week. Um, we are going to do what could very well be another two-part episode on evolution oh, sure. and the ideas surrounding it and theories and all that other good stuff so please join us then make sure you check out the losers club a stephen king podcast i should be on there this week talking about some stephen king news some works in the work i don't know some books and (laughs) tv and movies um that maybe you haven't heard about yet that are happening and uh, come to Chicago Labor Day weekend to meet me. I will be there. And boy, will I look cool if I actually have fans at this thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> I know we cool. have Midwest weirdos, so please show up. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast. We do Tarot Tuesdays. We do Witchy Wednesdays. And um, we just generally have a good time on there, especially in our Facebook group. We're constantly sharing articles and memes and funny jokes with each other. We do Light as a Feather, GIF as a Board. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We try best. to do it weekly um, where we post something horrifying and you have to reply with a GIF. And it's a lot of fun. Oh. It is so fun. And um, check out our Patreon, please. Uh, Consider donating to our show since we provide you with all this free content, hundreds and hundreds of hours of free content. The least you could do is donate a dollar. Um, You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month. Or you can just be like, here's 50 bucks. Buy yourself a hat i don't know www.patreon.com slash keep it weird podcast is where you can go for that of course we wouldn't ask for money with nothing in return we will give you bonus episodes every month a newsletter shout outs on the show and discounts on merch speaking of merch you can go to www.keepitweirdpodcast.com slash merch um, and you can get yourself a shirt with our faces on it, our cartoon faces not our real faces um, you can get our beautiful Ooh, should we have one with our real faces? <laughs> no, that's terrifying maybe. Uh, we'll see what I can come up with <laughs> and if you do buy some merch please take a picture of yourself in it and send it to us, you can tell us not to post it we just like seeing you wearing our stuff mm-hmm. and oh boy even think anything for this one. Mm-hmm. You really nailed it with Mars Attacks mm-hmm. as our sign off last week. <laughs> <laughs> All that came to my head was My body lies over the, the ocean. ocean. My body lies under <laughs> a tree. Oh. Un- oh, what? I don't know. That's the only line I know is the first line of that song. You made it so dark. Lies under a tree. Oh, yeah. Like, like a grave. Like a Oops. Yeah. And also, it's Bonnie, B O N N I E, like Bonnie Lass. Not body. No. Well, um, <laughs> keep it weird. Keep it weird. <laughs>